Welcome to the Fail Forward podcast. The purpose of this podcast is change the negative stigma around failure into a positive. Failure is only a negative if we do not learn from it and we give up. Welcome back to the Fail Forward podcast. Today, I've got Toyin. Toyin is the founder of Icon Range, creating real value in people and places, a successful property company specializing in new build property, commercial conversions, lettings, hospitality, and a property academy. Wow, sounds like you've uh, you've created a lot, Toyin. So tell tell me, um, welcome to the podcast firstly, and tell me how it all started for you. You know how you know what how, where's your journey start really? Go back as far as you need to to mm. give us some context. Well, <laughs> it depends on how far back. I mean, I'd say I grew up in a family um, where a loving family. Um, dad and mum was present throughout, and they instilled in me a lot of values that. Although I'd say, if looking back now, our, our background was a humble beginning. We're comfortable, very comfortable. I think more like the average family I grew up in Nigeria, and. Um, it, it, um, they, they, what what they did was invest a lot in our education and make sure that we have the best. However, we we didn't have all the luxuries, um, and 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 um, they gave us the very best they could. But as you'd know, the very best, um, I mean, looking back now, the very best was very average, if not less. But um, I think grow, um, grow, growing up, having that um, having that good foundation that propelled me to want more in life, um, to want the best. And although it wasn't available initially, um. I, I was always striving to get that and um um fast forward a few years from then um I, I remember um relocating to the UK as a as, as a graduate from university and having to work in McDonald's. I'd never forget if you were back with me a few years ago now, I can't remember what year now. And um I was told by my manager in McDonald's at the time, and she literally rebuked me and said I wasn't so I wasn't good in what I was doing. I wasn't frying chips. Actually, back to back trap. I remember when I went for the interview, and I was given. I I looked around. Most of the people around me were very young, um, young 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 young. I say young kids, young ones. Um, at the time, obviously in their sixteens, and yeah, I was as a as a as a graduate, but I needed to make a living. I needed I needed money to leave. Obviously, I'd newly relocated to the UK. And I am, and 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 the 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 interviewer just supported me and said, "You, I think you'll be good. You look like you need the money, and you definitely would stay with us long term." And I, <laughs> it was a humbling statement. And although that got me through the doors, because obviously I was I was a matured um young lady who needed a job, it got me through the doors, and I got the job. It never that statement forever rang in my brain to say, "Wow, I do. I look like I do need the money. I look like I'll stay longer." And for me, that was a reminder that I need to make sure that I do not stay for long. And obviously, we're going through all of that, moving from transcending from that. Then I always had it at the back of my mind that I needed to strive. I needed to work hard. I needed to get myself financially free and. Um, then fast forward, I did, I mean, I haven't done that minimum wage job for a while. It did pay the bills. Obviously, the bills was basic. Uh, I, literally just survival mode, less than survival mode, to be fair. And we um, eventually got that job and um, did that for a few years. And I was striving for more, then managed to get myself into a corporate, into the corporate environment. And it looked like there was freedom. It looked like, wow, I finally arrived. I had a good job. It was paying well. But 
I realized that the dreams I had had right from when I was a childhood to be financially free, to be able to help others, to actually afford the fine things of life was actually not being fulfilled because what I was doing was trading my time for money. And it didn't look like it at that time because all I was looking at is the freedom, is, is the, not the freedom, the, the, the financial relief I had because my income had increased. However, well, that did change when I had my first daughter. So I got married at my first daughter and realized that one of the main things I've wanted to do was to be an intentional parent. I couldn't do that because I was, I was living, uh, I was living in and working in London, living in Essex. And unfortunately for me, I now had a daughter that was a bit sickly. So constantly, I mean, like she was in nursery. I'll constantly walk, drive back and forth because I'll get calls from the nursery to say my daughter was ill and I needed to rush back. And I just, I think it was, Although it was that it was a pain for me at the time to say, why was my daughter going through? I think it was a wake up call to say, Toyin, this is not what you were called for. This is not what you intended to do. You wanted, you, you, you had a big plan, big map, right from when you were little of what you wanted to achieve. But somehow I'd found myself in the rat race and got felt like I was trapped and I was stuck and I couldn't actually move forward. And I think it was then I got my wake up call to say, you know what, enough is enough. There must be not more to life than just living from paycheck to paycheck and being able to get some want to pay my bills but didn't have control of my time and hey i found property and <laughs> i can tell you 10 years on the rest is history yeah so i mean i love, love that because obviously you, you're in mcdonald's you're there it's money you're in survival mode then you step up to the corporate job and that's like great money like yeah i'm getting somewhere and you know you're right you're exchanging time for money and you know you get to that point and it's amazing actually because when we have children i always say it like it's like the planet's realigning right like you have children and everything changes priorities change and actually then that corporate job that was that great step from mcdonald's to corporate suddenly's like ah what what do i do here so so yeah absolutely love that you had those moments and also those challenges to to get through but then to get to where you are so so tell me when you get into property where did you start how did it all work you know what was because that must have been quite daunting as well at that point because you're leaving a corporate job where there's security and you're going off and doing something that you know, as as my mentors say, yeah, Kevin Paneskis, like, you know, he calls us all weirdos because we're not doing the nine to five exchanging time for money. So that must have been quite daunting for you. So so tell us how you felt and how you got into that world. It, it was daunting, but I think I'd had enough of the other world to realize my, my dream was being stolen away from me. And I'd gotten to that pain point where it was like, enough is enough. I literally damned all the consequences at that stage. And I was one of those weirdos, as you rightly said, that literally jumped all in. I, need, I, didn't, I didn't build a portfolio as I went along. I literally went straight on in. Even before I bought the very first investment property, I'd quit. The, I'd left my nine to five and I knew that was it. Now, obviously, at the early stages, I was thinking, if it doesn't work, I need to be very quick so I can, I can, I can, I can step back into my corporate role. But um, I, I can tell you that obviously I did it because I'm here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we we had definitely a lot of challenges. I mean, there, there, I, I, I was one of those that the very first investment property I bought from um, at, at auction because I'd watched, I'd consumed a lot of homes under the Emma and I knew that this was, I, I was literally following the roadmap I'd seen, you buy, you, you view the property, you buy it. And trust me, it wasn't easy. It wasn't like the very first auction I went in, I got the property. Absolutely no, it was a case of loads of auctions. I think at that point we bought the very first property, I decided that, you know what, well, come with me, we buy this property. So the, I mean, the, the routine, because I'd had my, 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 my daughter at home, so I was obviously watching her, but the routine was I would go view the property with my daughter 
and then Toby, my husband, who is also a co-founder, would go and do the do auction, um, auctioning and the bidding. And every every single time he would come back, or oh, we were outbid, we were outbid. And I said, you know, the last time I said, do not come back home except you get this property. And I actually do <laughs> because I think I I got to the stage I just realized I said even if this is going to be our way to actually learn and um, and pay for it or whatever i pay, pay through our learning let's get you because i just wanted to cut my teeth into it to buy the properties because i wanted to go from stage a to stage c and know the whole process because i knew i knew i knew the process of viewing of going to auctions and reading the um, legal packs but i didn't know anything else i mean we had done a refurb on one of our house so but it's but it's still not the same so i wanted to go to the next stage and um so i just wanted to do it so Luckily for us, we got this property. It wasn't so bad. We bought, I mean, I mean, it wasn't as bad, even though we're expecting to make a a, a, a loss on it. We were prepared for that. It wasn't so bad. We were able to actually um make some profits. And we did that a few times and realized actually this could work. And um then decided actually we're gonna start keeping the profit. So it was quite daunting to start with, um, because of the different things. And, and bear in mind that we had no, I had all I had in terms of support system, training and everything was almost under the hammer, nothing else. I had no family member that was into property. I had no, no, no mentor. I didn't even know there were networking meetings. I didn't know there was anything about the coaching award, had absolute no idea. So it was almost like I had to go on the hump that we're doing the right thing. But you know, when you get to the point where you know you had had enough, I needed something else. I really didn't need something else. So I was willing to try anything. So that gave you the determination, knowing that you didn't want to go back to your corporate job. Absolutely. Love that. And and what were your family saying at this point about you leaving your corporate job? Because I suspect that must have been tough. It it was tough. I had I had the full backing of Toby and my husband, and he he knew that I wanted something more, and he, he wanted something more. But um, I guess I was a braver one. Um, <laughs> but but so so I had his backing. Every other family member at this point, we did not um disclose too much because. We, I mean, it wasn't like I was trying to hide from anybody, but I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. So there was nothing to explain. There was, I didn't even know what this, this old journey looked like. So it was nothing to explain. But the first one seemed okay. Then the second one, and then everyone else. I mean, if you, if you've ever met my family, we always do it. We say, we say buy one, get one. We, everyone tries to do the same thing. So immediately I realized it was working. And, and I'm always a lover of having everyone around me succeeding. That's always been my mantra. So I literally just said to them, you know what, guys, something is happening here. And I can tell you all my family members are in property now. Love that. Absolutely love that. So tell me at that point, um, after the first couple, where did the journey start taking you after that? I obviously realized that this was going to work. I was doing this full time. I was actually going in and buying the properties, getting involved with the builders, getting rejection, left, right, center. As someone would say to me, this, they said there were three things that were working against me. Um, um, at the time, I remember I went to a networking meeting and, and a lady said to me, there are three things that um, could work against you. At the time, I was young. I don't feel that so, so young. She said, you're young, you're female and you're black. And those are the three things that could work against you. And I think it was a good thing she mentioned that because knowing that it was never a challenge when anybody sort of put off. I, I, the amount of times I'll go to site and I'll tell, um, and I'll, I'll speak to a builder and I'll say, oh, can you tell, tell, tell the boss to call me? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm the boss because it just assume. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. It just assume this. You you can't be your female. So we had all of those challenges. Um, the first few, I, I we were able to work through all of that. Um, but um, 
when once we went through the first two, I think we did um the common common um, property investor mistake, which was I thought you know what this sounds interesting, I want to buy a few more, and I, because I didn't have access to funds and I didn't understand how I could raise funds at the time, I started looking at buying properties up north. Now bear in mind I stay in the south, um. I started thinking, okay, actually, I'll go up north and just sweater because I could get a lot more. I remember going to one auction and buying three properties all up north, and I was excited. I felt that I'd arrived. And slowly, I realized that the reason why I wanted to do this was to be an intentional parent, to be around for my family, to be in control of my time. But I didn't have that because I was constantly on the train to Leeds, on the train to Newcastle, just trying to sort of manage it all. And I was just like, I literally had replaced my nine to five with another that me with another job and that was not the idea of what i wanted to do so straight away i realized um after we did it obviously we still have a few of those portfolio after we did that i just realized no i've got to look for a way to make sure buying around me was going to be viable for us and we could actually make it work and it coincided with the time where we realized actually if we could buy properties and um, do the brr buy refurbish refinance and buy the, we don't have to sell the properties <clears throat> we could then build a portfolio because I, I had left my job at this time obviously and so my income <clears throat> excuse sorry my income had gone so although i was buying properties refurbishing and selling on and you get the bulk amount the moment you buy the next property you're out of cash so we then revised um how we did it and then basically decided that i was going to do more of buying properties locally and buying something that I, and I didn't have to sell it on so i could start building that cash flow then the rental income and we eventually did that um it has been amazing to honestly looking that's even thinking back at the story and, and i think one of the things for me personally this goes to show is you've got to trust the process you don't have the entire picture of what it's going to look like at the end but you know what the what, what i mean just trusting the process and understanding that it, it would take time it did take time there are times that where i just felt like had I gone wrong? I mean, I, I would, I had days where I'd cry and think I'd bounce my corporate bridge. Um, I had such a big gap in my CV. I couldn't actually go back without having to start from the scratch. And then it didn't look like I could go forward as well. You just, I wasn't quite sure what the property, and like you said, right, like I mentioned earlier, I didn't have anyone that had done this. So it wasn't like I was looking up at someone else, other than the fact that I'd watch homes under the MR, I'd seen people repeat, um, repeat, um, repeat investors coming back and buying a few. I remember one day, been in, in the shopping mall of Sainsbury's and I picked up my phone and I started, I just went on Google and started looking at financial advisors all around Sainsbury's and all, all around where I lived. And I literally did that from Sainsbury's shop um, car park, sat down there and I was just calling on financial advisors. Like how do people actually raise money to buy properties? Because I bought those few properties, they're waiting to be sold. I need to buy more and I can't do this. I need more income. And basically ring around, I was told, you know, a lot of those people have come from very wealthy backgrounds. They have the cash. That's how they buying these properties and i just dropped the phone because i knew that wasn't my story um but obviously ignorance <laughs> they didn't know any better um but thankfully yeah i've been able to find my way and yeah i absolutely love that it's a great story and just take me back so when you were told by this person you know you're young you're black you're a woman this might this might you know go against you how did that make you feel and do you think that was part of did that make you more determined I absolutely so determined you know when you're so convinced like you know i'm gonna prove you wrong yeah. and i 
I was super determined to do it at that time. And I'm very thankful she mentioned it to me because I might have gone in the blind, just thinking very ambitious, I could do this. And then I would have got some knockback. I remember when I, one of the times we, we, we built our, we, so we built our home. And um, when, when, we, when we we bought the, um, the property that was sitting on the land and we're going to knock it down. So we asked um, one of this, um, the a gas engineer to come in and um, fix something. Now this is a private estate and properties there are million pounds and above. And um, what, what we bought run down, we knocked it down. So I bought, I call, called him to come look at this property. And then he said, um, ah, why are you budget? Are you paying for this? I was like, yeah, we'll pay for the, we'll pay for the, we said, we're paying me. I said, like, well, we'll pay you. He's like, oh, really? Why are you doing that? I thought, why not just get the landlord to do that? And I just looked at my husband and I smiled and I said, you know what, that's a sign that we've arrived. If we honestly cannot imagine that we own this property, then that's good. But I think I, I took all of those challenges, rebuke, uh, knockbacks or whatever you want to call it as a a challenge personally for myself to say you know what I've, I've stepped onto the plate i've got to make sure everyone around me step up we've got to change this narrative if and, and, and we would i mean no doubt about it the property world is a male-dominated world but i need to raise females like me because i had found the light and i took it upon myself to say i'm going to make sure i show orders the light to say you can do this because if i could do this myself without any sort of support or any sort of um so obviously I've got support along the line, but I, without any, I, I started off without any support, without any serious motivation. I could be that light for others to say, you know, this is possible. And I'm glad I've been able to do that. So I'm always up for a challenge any day. Love, absolutely love that. And you're right, because, you know, this, it has been a lot of industries are male dominated. And I love the fact that women are leveling up and if not going to overtake men, because, you know, like that's what, you, do, do you know what I mean? It, it's what it needs and it's and it's fantastic. So I love that you've used those challenges and you've used what that person said to go, right, I am going to show people, I am going to be that light. I am going to push on. I am going to go and, and and make these things happen but also I, lo I love the fact your vulnerability to say that you know you had those tough times where you were upset and it felt tough and I bet that must have played on you as well because you know we all have that voice in our head that goes you're not good enough I can't do this you're not good enough I can't do this and these things bounce around so how did you find it in yourself to push through those those difficult times? I'll be very silly to say that um, <laughs> I didn't have doubts in my mind because obviously the story sounds all good saying oh well I was all pumped up no absolutely no I had doubts in my mind I had times where we, I thought I'd made a mistake and um but i think i remember reading a book whilst when i was 18 um um success principles how to get from where you are to where you want to be by jack canfield and i read this book at a, at, as, a, as an 18 year old and i told myself you know what Tony, you're gonna make it in life and even though i didn't realize going back um at, at the time what i did was i've always had some sort of vision board so i would have pictures of castles large houses in a i mean this is even as far back as even when i was um living in nigeria i have properties and um, pictures of properties um abroad where i had no thoughts or process of actually relocating at the time but i had all of this in my vision and i think they all played in my subconscious even though i didn't actually so um i i, I didn't at the time know exactly what the picture was but being a christian and being a, a believer i always trusted my process and asked god for help and that sort of helped me in daunting moments in times where i didn't know what to go forward but beyond that or, or, or in addition to that i've always um believed in personal development i've always believed in actually equipping myself so whilst I didn't know what equipping myself looked like or what exactly I needed I always surrounded myself with the right network uh, oh, and, 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 now, and, and I look at my network a lot of the times I, I was 
fortunately or unfortunately, but I always was one of the top in, in my network. But I, uh, I've always seen myself as a leader and such made me realize that although I had network of people that I was probably showing them the way, I made sure that they were, they were always um, with a positive mindset. So whilst I was trying to strive for a network that would help lift me up, I was always making sure that I had positivity around me so that the little I have wouldn't be dragged and stolen away. Do you, if you see what I mean? Because I, I mean, no doubt about it, I knew, I knew where the lapses were. And I, whilst I was looking for a solution or way forward, I made sure the one I had wasn't actually zapped away from me. So in those very daunting moments, um, I allow myself to cry it out. I allow myself to feel the pain, but then get up. I don't dwell in that for so long because the longer I is, the more difficult it is. I pick myself back up very quickly to sort of get myself on. And to be honest, it's not a case of that was happening then. It's ha it happened as a two years ago when we had the, the development that was really stressful. So we, we, it's, it's moments that we still have every now and then. It's not a case that, oh, it's done and dusted. And now I've emerged as this young lady that has no challenges whatsoever. Absolutely no. I still do have those challenges, but I relate the, my past successes fuel me to know that I can do this again and also rely on the strength I get from God. So it's a combination of a lot of things. Love that. Love that. And I love the saying diamonds are formed under pressure because that's what we, you know, happens. We get under pressure and, and those those moments where you have a bit of a cry, things seem difficult and then you push through and that's that's the that's where the magic happens. And the, uh, one of my favourite sayings is Henry Ford, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And like everything, like you, you've got your mindset bang on because it is like if you think you can do it, then you can do it. Right. And and that's exactly what you're embracing and bodying. So, yeah, that's amazing. So now tell me you're at this point where you've you've done you're doing a few developments you've you know you've learned from home with a hammer you've you, you're starting to do the BRR so where did the journey take you from there so I did the BRR that was successful we knew that okay this is a steady income we're aiming for 500 pound cash flow from every property and we could do the rinse repeats make our money work harder for us and that being successful then I think the next step we then did well, and this happened actually it was by chance again but this is this is what i say about trust in the process opportunities will come and as long as you're aiming and wanting to grow when the opportunities come you're able to seize them so i one of the agents in in, in one of the areas that we had um, invested in and we had built almost our parts in we had built a quite a few property and we had built connections and had quite a few properties in there reach out to me and said to me i know this is not normally the stock you would buy but there's this commercial property um and you could actually convert it to residential and literally gave me the full loadout i went to the city property and toying being toying i love a new challenge i was like why not let's do it um bought the property then realized that it was a grade two property grade two listed property and i was like whoa what have we done here um and it, 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 at the time it was the biggest um sort of development refurbishment that we had done and so we had a lot of challenges with the builders and the rest of that but like i said we i would never run from a challenge i would rise up to it because i know in that opportunities and, and like you said the diamonds then come up so we did that and i just realized oh wow uh, at the time it was actually it was an office and um, building that we could have converted to six apartments but we went the easy route and we just divided it and converted into two five bedroom houses and we sold one of them and i thought yeah i said you know what this is a case of buy one get one free and made me was literally opened me up to oh wow there is a lot of opportunities here and that was while the the, the world of commercial conversions buying disused and empty commercial buildings and converting them to residential apartments um 
came about. So we did all of, we did that, then decided actually, I mean, did quite a few offices, shops, banks, Barclays, Lloyd's, and the rest of that. I'm actually seated in one of, in, in Lloyd's Bank um, uh, currently, which we converted to six apartments and, 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 and we still have the commercial space. So we did all of that. And then I was like, actually, this is, I mean, obviously this is this fast forward a few years, but um, I think the other, um, going backwards, uh, again, the other opportunity that came about for us was, and like I rightly said, we had done a few reform. One of the dreams we always had, like I said, is I've always loved the the high life, quote unquote, even though I couldn't afford it. I wanted, I wanted that. So I've always been inspired to live in a choice neighborhood, which we did by buying a rundown property, which we knocked down. And then I wanted to build a house that we're going to be very proud and happy to to live in. And we did that. But in that process. We realized um, we, we, we had to stay in an hotel for five months. And then that's when I realized service accommodation is actually a thing. This is something we can, I mean, there are families like our, like myself that will struggle and didn't have anywhere to leave for that long. And boom, we did have a service. We started went to service accommodation. This time we went for training and the rest of that because obviously I needed to understand the whole process. But must I say that we had a large um, service accommodation portfolio just from that experience because I had experienced it myself. I knew there was demand. I didn't need anyone external person to tell me is there demand for this for this because I know living in a, in a hotel with two kids and my husband for five months, they're going to school from there. It was tough. But I think the beauty in that is we were able to build a business from that. Love that. Yeah, because that's what I do in property and service accommodation. And you're right. It's like, it's, it's a fantastic strategy. But I, I love the fact that you've done flips, BRR, um commercial conversion and service accommodation like your and hmo so you like you just go right straight across so you've gone from this job in mcdonald's and you've created this amazing portfolio and you're not only just nailing one strategy you're nailing multiple strategies so absolutely love that it's this is so inspiring um so tell me what what's the what's the path that you're on now and what what's your main focus Oh, what, one of the things we did not mention in that is that we do new builds now. <laughs> so again, it's about opportunities. We obviously built our house, thought it looked um, thought, thought it was nice, and then thought, well, let's give ourselves a challenge. Um, and 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 the very first one actually came from um, it was, uh, I'd, I'd gone for this retreat in Monaco and um, a business retreat, and I had been inspired. I think somebody shared how they had partnered with their builder. Um, to sell do, um, do development and I, I thought okay why not and at, at the time one of our building contractor main contractor did say to me Tony you see you guys are doing fantastic things I want a taste of this if there's any way I can come in and I thought okay why not there was this land that we could actually buy and we, 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 I thought why not open up to see what else we could do so the, come across this land I got introduced by my architect and um it was it was it was a big build. I think it was the build eighteen apartments. I'd not done something on that scale. I'd converted um twelve apartments. Well, converted commercial building to twelve. But I'd not bought a new build. So I thought, well, I mean, I I was wise enough to say I'm happy to split profit. So I, I had this conversation with the builder. He was happy. We decided to sort of buy this um um, um land, and um I think we bought a priority auction. It was it was an auction purchase, but we bought a priority auction. Anyway, it didn't work long and short as it didn't work out with this um, building contractor. He, he he had some financial issues and he had to pull out. Um, but I didn't, I mean, whilst that was such a, which, which is again, make, make, making you understand that it's not been a rosy journey. Whilst that was such a knockback and it made it, it literally shook us because we had to then 
move things around, try and buy him out and use other existing funds. And it just looked like, oh my goodness, what mess have I got myself in? But in all of that process, one of our commercial buildings was, we're lucky enough to have that. You had a land on the side and we looked at what we could do. We had developed that and the commercial building into four apartments. We looked at this land on the side and we said, you know, we'll do a new build. So obviously, even though we had not done that building, we had, we had foiled ourselves with the information we needed and the encouragement we needed to do this. And then we went on. So now we're doing, I mean, our current, and um, projects which I think piling has just started on is a is an is a it's a build of twelve apartments. Um so we we have that ongoing at the moment. Um well sorry piling has just started we have another um new build sites that we sort of build in two apartments and so sort of still doing things like that and we still have a service accommodation portfolio. Um what I've not said in all of this is it sounds beautiful. It would have been amazing if I did all of this myself. However, no since then I think we realized that we wanted to be an employer of labor. So we have quite a big team behind us now which we employ and they have an office that we stay in which is one of our commercial buildings and um yeah we've just literally scaled up i i know that the future is bright and i know there's still a lot that i'm doing um i think in, in all of this what we've done is obviously people have watched our journey and i've been very very i try my best i'm not the best at social media i try to show showcase what I'm doing and um, but I think along the line about three four years ago I, I mean I've always done it like I said from day one when I realized this was working invited my family friends and staying inviting them to do to do the same thing we're doing but I think along the lines we realized we needed to put a structure around it and so we formed Icon Academy where we obviously help people do exactly what we've done in terms of getting them on the journey and um, do property tours, masterminds, mentoring, um, or we have online courses and we do retreats. So next week we are off to Malta um, on a business retreat, taking a few, about nine people with us to then obviously do a business retreat. So a lot of things has happened over since, since then. But one of the things I really believe in is trusting the process, opening myself up to opportunities because a lot, if I look at, look at my life and look at all the things that we've achieved, it's, it's, it's not, none of it has, clearly been on the roadmap other than the overall vision is there in terms of what we want to achieve but it's the pieces of the puzzle have just come about as we've opened ourselves up to opportunities absolutely love that and you're right with what you're saying about building a team because actually what you could have done is gone from mcdonald's corporate job where you want to spend more time with your children big portfolio business and if you're trying to do it all yourself you end up not doing you're back to square one where you're just square one, yeah. you're, you're not you're not spending enough time with your family right and you know I've, I've I run multiple businesses and people always say to me how do you get the time and you're right like every, you need a good team and I've got a good team that you know you can leverage other people's time and you know it sounds exactly like what you're doing you've built a team you're leveraging other people's time so you still get to spend time with your family and do the things and the reason where you started and then now you're doing what you love which is serving and helping people which is now creating the academy which sounds amazing and, and Malta next week sounds sounds fantastic so so if anyone's listening to this, how would they get in contact with you Toy and to to um, you know be to become part of your academy? Yeah, I mean, our email address is academy at iconrange.co.uk. So you can reach out there. But I'm, 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 I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, um, so, and Facebook. Love that. We'll get you to send that in and then we'll put that in the link for everyone. So tell me, people coming into your academy, is it a case that do you teach them all the different strategies that you're doing or do you focus on, on anything specific in that? So, I mean, we, we have, like I said, we have online courses, which we also, it's, it's easy access. They have lifetime access. They can easily open up and just um, look at it. 
digest the information as, as, as when they seem due so um on hmos on um, on service accommodation on, on a master class on on, on on all of the strategies and um focus on brr however we do have a six, a six months mastermind group where we actually take people in i think i, I believe a lot in a lot in accountability because i i mean i early on in days when i started speaking i got approached by one of the big training companies and i um i was speaking i, I, I was doing some of their courses for them and I realized a few people will come through the door, get pumped up with all of the information and then fizzle away doing nothing. And that wasn't necessarily going to be part of my story, even though, yes, it might seem like cool cash. It wasn't going to be me. I wanted to be able to hold people. I'd much rather people um, look back or, or, or tell, tell their story and say that I've been part of their story. I've been, been able to help them to achieve than just be one of those people that they've come across and didn't make an impact. And I figured one of the ways that could make an impact was to actually be able to um all people's hands so we have that mastermind there and the idea is within that six months they're able to buy one property use it for any of the strategies we've mentioned but then be in a position where they can get their money and do it again to build a portfolio especially for anyone looking to build um a, a portfolio of properties and create financial freedom so there there are lots of ways like i said the, the retreat is there we have a lot of free resources That's, i mean tr try my possible best to serve really. yeah absolutely love that and you're right about the courses because i work with i work and teach service accommodation for progressive property um with kevin paneskis um and caroline benson and th there's lots of people that come through the course and then obviously they can go and do the mastermind and actually quite a few people come on the course learn it all get excited don't do the mastermind and there are some yeah, there's some really disciplined people out there, but majority of people will go back and then life gets in the way and you've got curveball, kids, job, you know, all the all the negative thoughts from all the all family, friends and everything like that. And actually without the mastermind and the accountability, that's the bit that keeps gets people traction. And and, you know, I've been part of I'm part of five different masterminds for public speaking, property, business. I run a tree surgery mastermind. And I, I think you're right, like having a mastermind, having the accountability, the support, the community, that's where the real traction happens. That's where the forward, you know, thinking comes and the accountability. And then that's when you turn up and, you know, put those, I always say baby steps, but you like put one foot in front of the other and then you get that one property like you say, at least in that first six months. And then before you know it, they build and build and build and build and, and, and off they go. So it's definitely yeah a good thing to have the training but then the accountability part of that so love that absolutely i mean you and i got uh, maybe self-starters self-motivated on dude and, and i rightly said i didn't even have any training when i started and i built a, a good side of our portfolio without any, any any training but that's that's not everybody so and i even i cannot rely on that fact that i had that motivation that i be, I belong to multiple masterminds as, as well and people do ask the same I mean, I mean i don't know if you get the question i get asked a lot that between you build this all of this you have so much experience why did why are you part of mastermind what what are you being taught? I mean, I've just come from a four day training in progressive actually, and and and, and so a lot of people just think, why would you need that? But the truth is, you have to constantly, constantly improve, grow. I mean, the day you stop learning is the day you die. So I'm very, very, very open to constant training. And some of the masterminds I'm in are peer-to-peer. -peer. And a lot of times I'm the most knowledgeable in the room, but I don't care. Just even being around people thinking along the right side, it reminds you of the things that you know, but you forgot to do it. How many times do we get told something like, 
oh i know i knew that yeah. it's right in front of you isn't it it's yeah. right in front of you yeah oh, it yeah, is definitely. yeah you're right the amount of times and that's why i'm part of different masterminds because people go well you're part of four or five masterminds and i'm like yeah because sometimes the things are just there right in front of me but you're so mixed up in what you're doing and everything that sometimes you just need someone to go have you thought of that and you're like yeah i know this stuff why am i not doing it but you know, like Rob Moore says, it's a new devil, new level as we go up and we build and we build. You know, we want that accountability. We want the support, the network. You know, the sum, you are the sum of the five people you spend most time with. It's the connections. It's everything. So, yeah, absolutely love that. Love that. So the next challenge next week, off to Malta, off for a treat. Sounds cool. And what's the next year kind of looking for Toyin and, and, and Toby and the, and the property world? What, what's next on, 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 the, on the list? Um, I I think we're good. I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot more of um, serving. I, I think, um, no, I think I will be doing a lot more serving. I'll be a lot more out there, overcome every every discomfort I feel from actually putting myself out there, talking and whatever it is that um, that sort of, I mean, yeah. Because I, like, like I said, I have a team with me. It's easy to, um, the, most, of the, most of the projects have been delivered. I'm, I'm sat here and I have quite a number of multiple sites ongoing at the same time. So my my property is always going to be, the baby or the main uh, the, the uh, main thing that's that's not going to change but i think i want to be, i want i want to serve more my my main desire is to inspire people to motivate them to create real value in people and so for do to do that is actually serving and obviously i'm doing that through the academy but there's going to be a lot a lot more in that space that i'm going to do um, but also, like I said, we've got that major build coming. I'm ongoing. The piling is ongoing at the moment. We've got another another new build that's going to complete before the end of the year. Um, if my builders listen to this, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, um, send them a copy. Send them a copy, and then obviously, like we've said, we've got Malta. We've got um, we had um, um, we we have, we have a few more retreats next year. So yeah, pretty much. And at least all of that, I'm still open to opportunities. So we'll see what comes. It is. It is great. And sometimes people say, "Why do you need to do that?" I actually, I'll, I'll say this, but my dad, my dad actually asked me a question once, and he said, "I mean, I'm not pushing. I'm just wanting to understand why is it that you found this way? It's helping you so much. Why do you feel the urge?" to actually give all of this information for free. Tell me what, what exactly, how, I mean, are they not going to become competitors? And I was like, oh, and I laughed because I knew you said it from a beautiful place, but what he did not understand. And yes, have I, have I raised certain competition in my local area? Absolutely, I have. But is, has that in any way made me poorer? Absolutely not. So, um, yeah, I love it. Love that. Uh, yeah, you're right. People ask me all the time, why am I doing this podcast? You don't make any money from it. I'm like, because I love helping people. I love serving. I like sharing. And, you know, and you're right about competition as well. I have it in my tree surgery mastermind. You know, I, I, I'm all for competition. It, it it levels you up. Also, it pushes you on. If you've got people good, that's good competing against you, you're going to push on. It, it's it. You want to keep developing and, and it, you know, it's great because then the more people that are great at creating value in the world, it creates more abundance and it creates more happiness, doesn't it? So love that. Absolutely. absolutely. It's our own little, little quarter to give back to the world, right? Definitely. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Fantastic, Toyn. Well, it's been fantastic having you on. Um, have you got any final words for our audience? I just want to say, whatever you do, make sure you um, furnish yourself with a lot of information. But most importantly, take action. 
you are the architect of your own life. Nothing is going to happen if you don't change, if you don't move things, if you don't change things around you. It's, there's no there's no fairy one that's going to come and change your life. You've got to do it. Absolutely love that. Mic drop. Boom. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Thank Joy. You. Thank you for being part of Fail Forward and thanks for everyone listening. Take care and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much.